if you save a certain way, you can take a year of travel every decade of life, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and still retire on time. The first time I heard of it, I was like, yes, yes, I like that. So this idea of like these little pauses, you know, throughout your career just sounded amazing. So we took a few years where we aggressively saved and eventually got to the point where like, are we, you know, are we, we can do this. We can do this. <laughs> Welcome to the Quit Work Podcast, 15-minute conversations with people who have quit their job and gone their own way. I'm Mark, and today I'm talking to Kat and Sam, who quit their jobs as a clinical pharmacist and a bike trail manager. Not because they didn't love their jobs, but because, well, why not? Now they're taking a mini-retirement, uh, traveling in Latin America and posting their beautiful photographs on Instagram at Cat and Sam Adventures, and that's Cat K A T. Cat Sam, welcome to the Quit Work Podcast. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. We're excited to be here. So I, I really like talking to people who have loved their jobs, or at least some aspects of their jobs, but quit anyway. It's a it's a good reminder that no matter how much you like your job, there's more to life than work. So let's start there. Cat, you worked in emergency medicine. So what did you love about your job? So I was working at a pretty decent sized community teaching hospital. I worked in the emergency department. I also cross-trained in critical care. So as you can imagine, high-paced environments. And during a pandemic, super, super high-paced, crazy environment. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I just love, I love running around the ER and putting out fires is what you call it. So usually in my role, which is probably different than most pharmacists abroad, is we're very hands-on. We're at the bedside with the high security patient cases. So I just, I, you know, I work in a team. It's fast-paced. Everyone has to be on their A-game. And you save lives and solve problems. And it's just, it's exciting. So it's funny because yeah. I, I thought I would miss that a little bit on the trip. And what's, you know, when people find out you're in healthcare, like they just, everyone has some kind of little problem that happens and they just have, so Sam's been joking. I actually have a list of like <laughs> these clinical consults I've gotten along the way. Yep. <laughs> Work doesn't really define me, but I, I do love it so much, you know, so it's hard. Yeah. It's hard when people are like, you just quit your job. <laughs> are you still finding it hard? Because I, I had the same experience. So I used to work as a paramedic for 12 years. So I know what it's like, the uh, ER environment. It's, it's an amazing place to work when you hand over patients. And I quit last year and I thought like you that I would miss it enormously because it's just such an amazing profession. But yeah, I found it easier than I thought to transition on from that. So how have you found it? Have you found it still difficult? Yeah, you know, actually, so it's funny. One of my good friends is like, oh, two weeks out, you're going to be so bored. And I am not bored <laughs> at all. So what I've learned is like there's just lots of things I love to do. So I've, I've really improved yeah. my Spanish. I'm definitely not fluent by any means, but I've really been working on my Spanish. I've read so much, especially like, you know, I've always been a reader, but now that I have nothing else to read, but what I want to read for pleasure, right. Big it's very interesting. Yeah. Like I love to read medical. I mean, I'm still reading medical journals actually, and I'm still peer reviewing and publishing and stuff, but like, it's very interesting how like, I've just, I've had this list of books to get through. And like, now I'm like sending friends messages like, Hey, what are you reading? What are you reading? I need to, I need to get more books. Yeah. And then interestingly on this trip, like I've gained some other skills, like we've, done some some volunteer work on farms and I've worked really closely I've always loved and worked with horses but I've actually got to really hone my skills doing some training with horses and 
just things you just don't have time when you're working a 40 yeah. hour or 50 hour a week or whatever, you know? So yeah, so I, I don't want to, I do miss it. Actually, the hardest thing I would say is when things got really crazy again. Like, so, you know, I left after one wave of, co- of COVID yeah. and I felt like my job was like really fully staffed and I felt like my department was good as far as like my pharmacists in the ER. So I could like say my book goodbyes and not feel like I was leaving like, you know, what do they call it? A, a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like the next wave hit and I felt really bad because, you know, I'm talking to some of my friends and they're like, oh, it's really crazy. And then literally just this last week, Florida, which is where we're from, the Sarasota coast area had a hurricane. Yeah. And I mean, the hospital, I mean, some of the hospitals had to close. And so when you like yeah. think of just being inundated with, less hospitals to even manage the patients. Like I do, the little part of me is like, feels bad. Like, oh, wait, can I go help you? Like, can I be there? Yeah. Um, but I'm so far away. <laughs> you got to let it go, Kat. It's somebody else's responsibility right now. <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. So but minus that, I would say I, it wasn't hard. It wasn't as hard as I would think minus these little snippets. So Sam, you have a background as a plant ecologist. So tell us about how that fit in with your job. Sure. So... Prior to moving to Sarasota, I was a, a plant ecologist in Miami for 13 years, working in the conservation of rare and endangered plant species. I ended up leaving to go back to grad school, and once upon finishing grad school, I got a job working for Sarasota County, basically managing trail systems. So in the U.S., there's a program where they take old railroad beds and they turn them into bike trails and multi-use trails. And so... My background as a plant biologist, I was actually hired to help restore some of the habitat along this long linear park. So I really, really enjoyed that because before I was doing research with rare endangered plants, and now I'm kind of working with with habitat. So kind of restoring more of the ecosystem as a whole. And you can imagine a hundred-year-old railroad is probably pretty disturbed. And so being able to restore natural ecosystems back to even that type of disturbance level was really rewarding for me. And so part of this trip was really cool because we've traveled different countries and different places. And, and, and as far as like someone has a background in plant ecology, I've been able to see, you know, plants that I've never seen before and habitats I've never, yeah. I've never seen before. So that has been really been cool. And I've been documenting that on both. Uh, I have a Facebook page and a Instagram page on nature with eco guy where I've been documenting. So it's kind of like, as I'm learning, I'm also basically sharing this information with people. And it's been really, really cool. I've gotten some very good feedback from that. Because before when I, what I was doing, the the Facebook Eco Guy page was basically Florida based. And then now it's kind of like I've expanded that. And and most of these places, like I said, I, I don't know about. So I'm learning too. And I'm sharing that knowledge as we go along. So that's, that's been really cool. Yeah, there's some amazing photos I've seen of yours. Yeah. Of, I've never been to that part of the world. Sure. And it's just amazing to see how different the, uh, the ecology different. is down there. And yeah. I think part of like our, our plan is, as far as the slow travel is like we really haven't had that much of a plan. So we haven't yeah. done a lot of research going into these places. So when we you know went to like northwest Argentina, we had no idea how very similar it is to like the southwest of, of the United States. You know, you have these deserts and, and it, it was just really cool because like I said, we had no expectations going in. So we were, it was almost like our minds were blown even more by, by just not even knowing what we were, where we were going yeah. to. So that was yeah. really, really cool. 
So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about aspects of your jobs that you maybe loved a little less. So Sam, can you talk about some of the frustrations you might have had with your work on the bike trail? Sure, sure. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of people that, that use the bike trail. So as I was saying, I came from a background of, of a research scientist where my communication with people was in communicating science and giving presentations and, and outreach programs and and so I didn't really have to deal with the demands of people that are you know, yeah. utilizing a resource. And so um, even though I enjoy talking to people, I like talking to people, I guess the, the aspect of it that I, I didn't like was kind of responding to some of these demands that were, was taking away from the natural aspect of my job. So, you know, I, I kind of look at it like, yes, I have um, someone who pays me to do a job, but I, I, in my mind, I work for the environment. I, I try to every decision Aww. that I make. I I try to do what's best for the plants and the animals that you know. And and, and in turn, you know, I'm improving these areas that people can see, so that that actually yeah. makes them, you know, proponents. It makes them stewards. You know, so you know, in in, in a indirect way, um, it's it's benefiting them too. But I, I think the part of it that took away from that that the job. What was actually interesting during the pandemic was that we were separated from our coworkers, but I was actually able to do more work during the pandemic because I didn't have as many demands as I normally did. So it was actually kind of fun and interesting for me in that in that aspect of it. I always joke because at that time period in the natural area he was working, the only other like, I mean, obviously lots of living beings, but like yeah. the only large thing that was there was a gator. And so we would call it his coworker. I'm like, what's your coworker up to today? Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, alligator. Yeah, eight foot mom alligator. I call it little mama. She was, wow. my, she was my, my coworker every day. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Talk about dangerous coworkers. Not much, not much uh, uh, water cooler talk with her. No, in my business, she might have hers. We, we, were, we were okay together. So, Kat, I know you had your frustrations, too, in your case, with shift work and scheduling. So tell us about that. Yeah, it's really funny because I like to try on different things in my career. So prior to going back into practice, I was a faculty member. And that was interesting as a young faculty member. I really loved it. But then so I was like, you know, I just want to work set hours and, <laughs> and work shift work. And so then I ended <laughs> up working this great, great position. Like I said, I loved it. But... I, two things I'll really say went into the frustrations. Um, and I, I would say that like my management tried their best to fix, you know, fix these things, but it's just not possible. Like to never know when you're going to work. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. I had this set schedule. And towards the end, I worked seven 10 hour shifts a pay period. So that's only seven 10 hour shifts, 70 hours in yeah. two, in, you know, in two weeks. And so it seems like not yeah. that much because I had reduced my pay and my hours. But still to not know, do I work at seven in the morning that day? Can I make a dentist appointment? Yeah. Or do I work six days in a row and have several off? Or do I work every other day? I mean, it just, it, it kind of made me a little nutty. And I, and I am a bit, of a, uh, a bit of an organized planner kind of person. So that was one major thing I realized. I really like the idea of being in control of my schedule. Yeah. And then the second thing, which I didn't know till I think I stepped away from the job, most people don't see me as an introvert, but I am. I'm just a social extroverted person, but I do recharge best with my me time. When you have a job like a crazy, busy, chaotic ER and big teams, 
there's not a lot of time for introversion, which is great. I mean, I loved yeah. what I did, but I spent all of my extroversion in that shift. And so I realized, you know, the other things like, oh, gosh, we should go to dinner with friends. Oh, but I'm so okay with just staying <laughs> home by myself. Yeah. So it was little things like that. I was like, do I spend too much of my resource as an extrovert time like in this job? So it's really, it's been something I've been thinking about a lot this this trip. Yeah, it's funny when you stop working, suddenly you have so much more time and energy for people in your life outside of work. And uh, yeah, you're, you're more interested in doing those social things. Unfortunately, everybody else is still working, so it still makes right. it difficult yeah. to meet up with people. But sure. uh, yeah. So one day you both quit your jobs. What happened? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we... Sam always knew I wanted to travel for a long period of time. Like he's known that for a long time about so we, me. We've been together for 14 years. I think the minute yeah. I met her, she's been talking about <laughs> long. She's actually been talking about retirement. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Think ahead. This you is good. I was I still like in it. school. I, I, I met her in her, her mid-20s and she was already talking about retirement. I'm like, because like I said, I, I really like what I do. And I was like, well, I don't think I'm ever going to retire. So she's been talking about this long-term travel for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. So, when, I mean, it was just a really simple thing. We, we had looked into this philosophy of mini retirement, which most people aren't that familiar with. And it's this idea that if you, if you save a certain way um, accordingly, uh, you can take a year of travel every decade of life, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and still retire on time. Yeah. And so it's a bit of a financial philosophy, but this, I, I mean, the first time I heard of it, I was like, yes, yes, I like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to just like, retire. I don't want to like, work like a dog and then retire early and and then maybe yeah. still be kind of you know arthritic or who knows what's going on at that time so this idea yeah. of like these little pauses you know throughout your career just sounded amazing so we saved and we were like let's see how this works yeah it was it was funny because like during the pandemic we we actually were able to save a good amount of money because we didn't realize like we weren't going we, out <laughs> we made out a lot but apparently we did and then when you go out for dinner, sometimes you order a drink, and those drinks add up. So we, without and us going, oh, yeah. and all yeah. that, so we, yeah. like, wow, we saved. So we took up a few years where we aggressively saved. We didn't live outside our our means, and yeah. eventually got to the point where like, are we, you know, are we, we can do this. We can do this. <laughs> well, okay. So really, the kicker that I'll say in mm -hmm. Florida at that time, the cost of living just went up because everyone yeah. wanted to flock to Florida. Two kickers. Was, yeah, yeah, that was kind of the main yeah. kick, yeah. And so our rent went up, was gonna, was about to go up really high, and I was like, we could live in Peru for like three months off this. Yeah. And I was like, let's live in Peru for three months off this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I paid off my student loans at that time. That was a huge financial. Oh, fantastic. That was yeah. a huge financial <clears throat> me metric that allowed this to be possible, for sure. Yeah, I can't yeah. forget that. <laughs> yeah, as far as, like, as quitting is, I I actually gave, instead of a two-week notice, I actually gave a two-month notice. So yeah. my my department was kind of going through a transition. We lost one person before me. My supervisor was on maternity leave, and I, you know, I was kind of taking on her responsibilities, and I, I didn't want to just you know get up and go. So I kind of wanted some overlap for when she was coming back before I was yeah. leaving so I you know gave it you know and a lot of people say you know like don't give more than two because like you know you may be treated differently work but pretty much we're professionals you know even like you know my my boss's boss every pretty much everybody that I met 
that I told, you know, what we were doing was very supportive. They were jealous, you know, like, this, <laughs> yeah. this is like a life dream of everybody would love to quit their job and go. And so, you know, towards the end, I actually was getting kind of stressed out because there was things I wanted to finish. You to finish? Yeah, you, I, I remember that. He was, I, I was like, them. it's okay, honey. I wanted to finish and I wanted to do. And I was like, I, I, you know, so eventually I got to the point. I was like, well, we're, we're going. Yeah. Yeah. It was really funny yeah. for me because, you know, until we knew it was for sure, I didn't really yeah. tell anybody because yeah, yeah. I'm that person. I don't really yeah. tell anybody until I know it's for sure. And at that time, yeah. so we train, we train residents at our hospital and so there was one that like wanted to stay on and he's like but there's no positions we're already full i'm like you never know who may leave you just never know like <laughs> and yep. then one of my other good co-workers was working nights and she wanted to go to days so i was like and she's like there's never gonna be a position everyone's on day shift likes a day shift I'm like you just never know you just really have to hang in there <laughs> yeah so bad <laughs> keeping the secret but i was like you never kept, know. <laughs> I guess you kept it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still gave like a professional month because I, I mean, again, like yeah. if, I think if you hate your job, that's different. You just want to like drop the mic and say, screw all you all leave. But we're professionals. We liked our yeah. jobs and we, we wanted yeah, I mean, to we make really things. We with, you know. Yeah. We love our team. You mentioned um, those people who are envious of you going and traveling. I think a lot of people dream of doing this kind of thing, but so few people actually make their dream a reality. Right. But why do you think that, that is? And how, how did you find the courage to kind of take that step? Yeah, I think, I think part, a lot of that is really financial. Yeah. So we're going on now 10 minutes of this trip. And in the whole time we've traveled, we've only met one other couple from the United States that was doing this, but we met a lot of Europeans. Lots of Europeans. You know, in, yeah. in the United States, you know, so many people are, are saddled with debt, whether it comes from, you know, their mortgage or bills. Uh, student loans. Student loans. You know, again, Kat was able to do this. We were able to do this because she was finally able to pay off her student loans. You know, in Europe, a lot of countries have, you know, free education, free health care. And so they're not as saddled as, you know, say some of the people in the United States. And I think because, I, you know, I mentioned before that, we, you know, we didn't live outside our means. We, we, we're, yeah. we're not spending more than. <laughs> yeah, we live pretty minimally in general. Yeah. We adopted like a minimalist lifestyle and, years you know, ago. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, the the, the um, culture in the United States is, you know, to consume, to have, have more, and and I think a lot of that limits people from kind of doing. That's one aspect of it. Obviously, it's it's kind of scary to to give up a job to give up. Security. Security yeah. My mother was like, yeah. "You can't leave your job. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, yep, in her age, absolutely. like, you don't leave a job. You stay there for 30, 40 years. It's you're secure." And, and yeah. so, I think part of that, uh, I think you know, the younger generation of, of of young people coming up probably look at work a little differently. You know, it's not really you know the whole aspect of their life. You know, they try to have a work life balance. You know, it seems to me yeah. like as the, the younger generation is coming more than mine or the older generation. So I think part of that is, is being scared to, to take the leap because it's not a secure leap. You know, but I looked at it as I was mentioning with my career, it's like, I'm just expanding my knowledge. It's like, yeah, I'm not technically working, but I'm expanding my knowledge. I'm learning new things. I'm, I'm literally kind of collaborating. I'm, you know, contacting people that are experts in the area, asking them about certain things and, and and so that's been a really cool part of it is where i'm i'm i think i'm going to be better at whatever job that i do because i'm going to have more of a worldly yeah. knowledge of my field but i think yeah financial i think security 
being afraid to kind of take the leap is what keeps people from doing it. So what's next for the two of you? You mentioned before we started recording that you've actually been, while you've been on your travels, you've been scoping out places where you might want to stay longer term. So tell me about that and tell me what happens when you get home. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, I have known since I was young, and I, I can't say, you know, I, if it's just from like traveling or what when I was younger, but I was like, always knew there's like this itch in me that I want to live abroad. I don't want to just like, grow up in Florida, born, raised, and die in Florida. And I mean, yeah. I guess I could include parts of the U.S. because I've actually, you know, full disclosure, not lived outside of the U.S. before, <laughs> minus like two yeah. months, which doesn't really count to me. So I told Sam, I was like, I think this is a good time to explore that. Like, you know, cost of living is so high in Florida. I personally, I know he's not, which is, this is going to be a difficult, difficult thing. <laughs> I am like so over the weather in Florida. <laughs> you can see him with a scarf yeah. and it's a little chilly in Chile. I, I, love, I love hot weather. <laughs> he does. So I told him, I was like, let's just find somewhere in the middle. That's like, you know, like maybe Medellin, Colombia or like eternal spring weather there or somewhere where there's at least two seasons. I don't mind the heat, but yeah. I just need a break from it. Like mosquitoes and, yeah. and humidity, I'm, I'm over it. So, right. So on this trip, we, we, we kind of put some dots on the map of places we would consider. And it's really been interesting because we've tried to fill in those gaps with just slow travel, whatever comes our way. Yeah. And so we don't have a plan just yet. I mean, we, yeah. it's interesting because I thought like I was going to love Uruguay and I did, but I don't know that I could see myself living there. It's so far. And then I did like Medellin a lot, you know, but didn't exactly meet all our tickers on our, on our list. And Cuenca, Ecuador yeah. is probably the one place we've agreed. Yeah, Cuenca, Ecuador. Yeah, we really liked We loved it a oh, lot. Wow. Very pretty city. And we went there accidentally. Like, we didn't plan to go there. No, <laughs> that wasn't yeah, on my that list. Was on, that was not on the list. Um, we loved being able to go to, like, you know, the fruit and vegetable market every day. And yeah, just, and it's, yeah. Like a, it's like a colonial city with a lot of modernity Beautiful, as well. And... So it was just really yeah. cool. So um, the last place on the list, though, that we haven't been to yet that I really, really want to check out is Spain, maybe Spain and Portugal. Yeah. So that's our next, we'll that's our get, next spot. We so there. we'll see. Yeah. We're, we, I mean, we're looking into what's feasible, too, because, yeah. um, you know, I want to consider the idea of remote work. Obviously, as a clinical pharmacist in the role I had before, that's not likely. Yeah. But there's all these other roles as pharmacists that you can do that I've been exploring and medical science liaison positions, uh, online faculty. And anyway, so I'm, I'm hoping to find some remote work and then hopefully that Sam will find something that he's super engaged and loves too. So there's a lot of question marks. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of questions. Oh, well, that's very exciting. It's, it's one of the most exciting parts of that process is having so many possibilities ahead of you and being able to explore them. Yeah. This has been a fantastic conversation. I'm really grateful that you managed to find an internet connection yes. to talk to me here. It's been a lot of fun. Listeners, if you'd like to connect with Kat and Sam, you can find them on Instagram. So their travel photos are at Kat and Sam Adventures. And again, that's Kat with a K. And you can also follow Kat's yoga inspiration at Kat underscore Kayamari. Kayamane. Close. That's good. Kaya Thank you, Kat. <laughs> so that's Kat underscore Kaya And Sam's ecology photos are at Nature with Eco Guy. Kat, Sam, thanks so much for joining me on the Quit Work podcast. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Quit Work Podcast. I love talking to people who have taken the bold step of quitting their job to start living their true life. Join me for a fresh conversation every week. Subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel at quitworkprojects.com. And if you have any comments on this episode, or if you'd like to tell your own quit work story, I'd love to hear from you. Contact me at quitworkproject.com or on Twitter or Instagram at quitworkproject. I hope you too find your way to quitting work and living your true life.